Welcome back to He Leadeth Me, a spiritual formation podcast for focused staff, students, and friends. I'm Jessica, Focus's Manager of Spiritual Formation, and today I am once again joined by Father Kevin Dyer, our head national chaplain. So thanks for joining me today, Father Kevin. Good being with you, Jess. Good to be back in the office after a few weeks on the road. Yeah. So we were both at NST the whole time. You were there even longer than I was at Dean training. But I wanted to tell you about one of my personal little spiritual traditions at NST. So each year at NST, I ask God to give me a theme for the year. I started this when years ago at NST, I remember that the White House painted a rainbow flag. They did some kind of rainbow flag on the White House for the Supreme Court's decision about same-sex marriage. And we were all watching this from the TVs in the cafeteria area of Ave. And I was like, Lord, this is so bad. And then I remember he brought to my mind that scripture verse about grace being all the greater in the presence of sin. Can't remember the exact words right now. But that became my theme for the year is, you know, I was starting to get discouraged encountering all of the sin around me. And God brought that verse to my mind, where sin increases, grace increases. And so then I started just asking God each year at NST, what should be my theme for the year? And this year after NST, we were leading the spiritual exercises, the eight-day retreat, which is the biggest we've ever led, 90 participants. That was great. And you brought to my attention something that I hadn't really thought about before, which was St. Ignatius's phrase, conquer yourself. And you had tied that into the exercises that particular day. And I thought, that might be a great theme for the year. And I figure if it's good for me, it's good for everybody else. So what I want to propose in this episode is that everybody take for their theme for the year, conquer yourself. Sounds like a great idea. Yeah, just take that initiative, declare the theme for the year, just like I declared the Feast of the Ascension as the official Feast of Focus at the uh, beginning of the summer. You can declare Conquer Yourself, Vinci Teipsum, as the theme for the year. Yeah, we can do that in our authority as spiritual formators <laughs> in focus. All this power. Oh, it's incredible. So can you tell us where this theme originates from in Ignatius's life and how it has to do with the exercises? So we have testimony from one of St. Ignatius's secretaries that no phrase was found more often upon his lips than the Latin phrase vince te ipsum conquer yourself. When people came to him for advice, here's what's happening, you know, at the apostolate, here's what I'm experiencing in my prayer or in my soul, Ignatius would often counsel them, you need to conquer yourself and explain how it was. And it finds its place in the spiritual exercises in a very central way, namely the very title of the spiritual exercises. It says that they are spiritual exercises for the conquest of self, so that being freed of inordinate attachments that you might seek and find the will of God. And so deep at the heart of Ignatius's understanding of the human condition is the sense that we are attached to things that we do not need to be attached to. And they could be, you know, things 
in our life, material possessions, but they could be attitudes of our mind that we, you know, just bring with us as we go about our day. You know, just the attitude that, oh, I have to have, you know, so much free time or I can't be bothered by this or that other thing. You know, there's all sorts of attitudes we can be attached to, which would also hold us back from saying yes to God's will. You know, all the way to leading us to, you know, definite sins that would keep us from God. And so when Ignatius sees that there are things within us that are keeping us from saying yes to God with a full heart, he wants us to be very clear about it and just look it straight on and say, all right, I am going to conquer this. And by conquering self, you'll be open to God. Now, just a side note about the exercises. I don't think that most people think that they are going on the spiritual exercises to conquer themselves. I think maybe they think about discerning God's will, but they don't realize that conquering yourself is a big part of discerning God's will because you have those attachments that keep you from being able to receive it. I think most people think about the eight-day retreat as, I'm going to spend time in silence for eight days and have a spiritual director who will affirm me. But that's that's not what it is, although there is silence and there is affirmation. It's right there in the title. It says exercises. So that tells us that there is some work that's put in on the front end. And you're right. There's plenty of affirmation. There's plenty of rest. However, we can't really have that in an authentic way unless we face up to the fact that there's things that get in the way. So people will often hear, you know, that finding God's will in your life is something that's just finding where the peace is. Uh, it's that it's a very easy process. We just have to get down to our desires, which has a certain truth to it, but only assuming that you've already gone to God and asked, well, are there some of my desires that are disordered, that aren't according to your will? Are there ways in which I am self-seeking, self-protective, self-concerned? And if that's the case, then that needs to be conquered. Otherwise, the decision that you'll make at the end of the day is going to just be pulled off track a little bit. So I can see why conquer yourself would be such an important phrase and spiritual principle if you are discerning God's will, which a lot of our missionaries are. But why do you think this is particularly important for our staff as missionaries at this stage in their spiritual journey? Well, because... I think that we all recognize when we start off on a new path and when we're young that at one and the same time, we want to do a lot of good things and we're able to do a lot of good things and that we have a long way to go. So becoming a missionary is like a space shuttle re-entering the Earth's atmosphere. It just shakes things up. And when things get shaken up, I have a choice to make. Am I getting shaken up and this is a bad thing? And, you know, I don't want shaking to occur. Therefore, I need to turn around and go back. Or am I being shaken up because those are the disordered attachments that are being taken out of my life? Am I starting to grow in discipline? Am I starting to grow in prudence? Am I starting to grow in humility? All of these things all of these virtues 
don't just appear out of nowhere. It's usually a long, hard struggle to achieve them. And it's, of course, a struggle that we have grace in accomplishing and that the Lord is leading us through it. But he's not leading us through this process in a way that uh, yeah, the Lord's just, he's not saying, okay, you just, you just sit down over there and, you know, I'm going to take the rest from here. No, he wants us to cooperate with him in the process. That's a great point about how when things start to go wrong and I get shaken up, the circumstances are not what I thought they were going to be. A lot of times people can think, oh, I need to go back. I need to get myself out of this situation. God must not want me here because things are being difficult. Perhaps he actually orchestrated the difficulties so that you would have to grow in virtue, that you would have to conquer yourself. And these difficulties might even be the answer to your own prayers to grow in virtue, because God doesn't just pour the virtue into you the way I pour coffee in my cup each morning. He helps you to grow in virtue by giving you situations that require it. It's absolutely the, the case in my own experience that the Lord wants me to struggle a little bit. And I think that that struggle helps us to grow in humility at a certain point, and especially in our culture. Because we are so comfortable and well off, there's probably more than a little bit of spiritual entitlement that I am entitled to God taking this sin away from me. I'm entitled to, you know, whatever it is that I'm seeking. And that seems to be something the Lord would want to challenge within us that we're not entitled to any grace. The Lord is the Lord. And in a sense, we should be grateful for the opportunity to struggle through this process. At least the Lord is giving us the opportunity to struggle through the process of gaining virtue. Things could be different. (laughs) You know, things could be different. The Lord has shown us tremendous grace by giving us the opportunity. Yeah. And you're right that the struggle does create humility in us. I remember reading some spiritual author, I think it was a saint, who said that sometimes the Lord permits you to stay in sexual sin in order to grow in humility, because the sin of pride would be even greater than if you had not had that sin that you struggled with for so long. Pride is, yeah, it's really a nasty thing. The more that you see how it operates, pride is the devil's insurance policy, because he's going to try to keep good things from happening. He's going to try to keep you from growing in a virtue or accomplishing a great feat or from starting those new Bible studies. You know, he's going to try to keep you from doing it, but he might fail at that. And you go and you accomplish all those tasks. Well, his insurance policy is to have just that little tinge of pride there in your accomplishments. Because if you do, then, you know, just like pulling the leg from a table in a second, the evil spirit can make it all crumble because it was built on your sense of self and on your pride. Whereas it's built on the foundation of humility, it will last. That's one of the things that I really like about this spiritual principle, conquer yourself, is that it's looking at you to see the source of the problem. And that helps you to grow in humility. I have a friend who joined a novitiate and he was with several novices and the novice master got them all together for a discussion one day. 
And he said, okay, guys, what do you think is wrong with the church? And they kept talking and talking about the bishops and the people and the philosophies of the day. And he's like, okay, what else is wrong with the church? And so they kept talking and talking and talking until finally all of them realized that the purpose (laughs) of this discussion was to realize that I am the problem with the church and that I need to grow in personal holiness. There's a famous story from G.K. Chesterton's life where I guess a, an essay topic was sent around to a number of people, what's wrong with the world? And Chesterton's response was two words, I am. Exactly. Now, Father, I could see people being inspired by this spiritual principle and saying, I want to adopt this in my life this year, but conquer yourself. That's a really big principle. And I can see myself picking a new thing that I had to conquer every day and, you know, slowly being like a house of cards and everything comes crashing down. How do you suggest that people make this more practical and make it more bite-sized so that they can actually do it? Mm -hmm. I would say this, that first, the practice of the examine, which is often talked about in the church and in focus, is going to help you. So if you're taking time each day to look back on your day and examine how you responded to the graces, the opportunities that were given. You're going to inevitably come up against the experiences that produced, you know, like we said, a little bit of that re-entry, that shaking at re-entry. And when you look back and see those, you can ask, okay, well, why did I respond so poorly to this? So let's give some examples. One could be just an oversensitivity. And so I look back on my day and if I look at the movements of the day, most of it was, I was mad at my teammate because I think that they meant this. You know, I was wondering why didn't my teammate notice this about me? Or I don't feel pursued by my teammate. And then we can step back and say, huh, this seems to be a common theme in my life that I am expecting all of these things from my teammates. Now, is it the case that my teammates need to be doing these things? Or am I being overly sensitive? And therefore, I need to conquer that within myself to find some greater peace. Or, you know, I look back and say, you know, when I go through the circumstances of the day, am I always entering situations or judging situations according to how they affect me? And is everything about me? Okay, well, maybe I need to conquer myself there. Let's think of other areas. The the dating fast is a big one that, okay, I know that I have made this commitment and and that there's something good behind it in the dating fast. But I'm noticing all these little ways where I'm trying to push the boundaries or make excuses. All right. Is it just that, oh, there's no way I can rein in my feelings? Probably not. Probably I need to conquer myself. In order to, yeah, in order to find that, that greater freedom, all kinds of areas. But if we are constantly looking back at our day, we will see the particular areas that we need to work on come up again and again. And then to ask the question of what needs to be conquered here. Now, is that kind of the root of a particular examine that St. Ignatius talks about is looking at the specific ways that you sin and then returning to those in your examine each day? So the particular examine would come at a later stage when 
I have started to gain knowledge of myself and the particular ways that I wander from the Lord. Then I know when I return to my exam each day, I'm going to make sure I ask myself about this area. So let's say that I'm given to a sloth and that I'm always looking for opportunities to, to take it easy and not going that extra step and being generous toward God or my teammates. Well, then the first thing that I'm going to do during my exam is just ask myself, did I take those opportunities to show God love, to show my teammates love? And, you know, when you look at those things in your particular exam and you think about how God wants you to grow in those areas and to conquer yourself, I think that it's very freeing because otherwise you can just kind of picture yourself as being the victim of your own feelings and the victim of everything that happens around you. And you're just kind of passively going through these things. But when you think, no, I'm going to conquer myself, the issue is me, there's a freedom there. Absolutely. Yeah, I, I think too many of us live in a place of being a victim to our own feelings and our own interior state and don't live with a hope that a different way is possible. It seems very intimidating on the front end, very intimidating, but like all things good, the actual experience of it on the tail end is one of freedom and peace. Yeah. And it's going to take time. I remember hearing about St. Francis de Sales and he is remembered as being incredibly gentle and patient and all in his writings, he talks about gentleness and patience and having a sweetness in dealing with others. People don't realize that he was at first known for his fiery temper and the fact that he was incredibly impatient. I don't know if this is a made up story or not, but I've heard that he was so impatient when he would put his pajamas on in the evening. He hated unbuttoning his shirt so he would rip it open and his maid would have to sew back on the buttons. Now, maybe that's when he had a bad day. But then in order to conquer that in himself, he would force himself to button and unbutton his shirt several times when he was either getting ready in the morning or getting ready for bed at night. But then he was placed in Geneva where there were all these Calvinist heretics. And when he went to evangelize to them, they slammed the door in his face. And that's a great situation to be in when you have a fiery temper. And he could think, God put me in the wrong place. This was a mistake. But he saw it as an opportunity to conquer himself first and then evangelize the people. And he said that it actually took him 20 years to overcome anger and impatience in his own life. But it happened. And he's known for being the gentle saint. The vice of anger, frustration, springs from pride. And St. Francis de Sales had every reason to be prideful because he was born into a very wealthy family, a powerful family. But he also had an enormous amount of human ability. He was intelligent. He was uh, someone interesting to talk to. He just had it all going for him. And so we can see how, yeah, pride could get deeply rooted in a person like that. And it comes out in anger because why isn't this situation going the way I want it to go? Yeah, that's just a great example of how he had to be patient over the course of years 
I love that. The thing about how it was the thing he didn't choose that helped bring the pride out of him. It's so important. How is it that God takes pride out of the human heart? Well, there are certain things that we can do, but the most effective way to get rid of pride is to accept the people and circumstances that come to us each day, the things we do not control, to accept them as coming to us straight from the hand of God. And it's in that conquering of self that a tremendous amount of humility grows in the human heart. That's very true, because we can take on practices and then we can become proud that we are conquering ourselves through those practices. But first and foremost, God is the one who is conquering things in our heart, and he does that in the situations that he puts us in. What we're talking about here is not just strict self-improvement or self-reliance, because ultimately this is something which is directed by God. And so therefore, it's not self-reliance. We are relying upon God who is asking us to cooperate. Secondly, it's not self-improvement. Because, yeah, what's being cleared out within us is only being cleared out to open up a space to encounter God and his love. So if I were just to root out the sin of envy in my life, just so that people could admire me for being so admirable, something's obviously missing. What is being done here in conquering ourselves is opening up a space for God to come in. Yeah, that's also a really good point because we're not conquering ourselves as just a form of spiritual perfectionism. I remember once I was meditating on Peter on the water and how the Lord rebukes Peter for not having faith. And as I was putting myself into that scene, I remember saying to Jesus, I'm so sorry that I didn't have faith. Next time I'm going to have faith. Next time I'm going to do these things. And then the phrase came out, next time I promise I won't need you. And that was such a good lesson for me. Like we're always going to need Jesus. The point isn't to make ourselves perfect before him so that we don't need his mercy. But part of conquering ourselves is realizing there's always something that I'm going to need to conquer. I always need Jesus. And that Jesus is already on the scene with his grace, inspiring within you that desire to conquer yourself. Like he's already on the scene moving you in that direction. So you are not on your own in this process. You never were on your own. Now, Father, I want to return to what you mentioned about self-reliance. So I don't have the gift of prophecy, but I'm just foreseeing that there are going to be our missionaries who will say, yeah, I want to conquer myself. And so they do all of these things and it kind of becomes a challenge And really, it becomes just self-reliance. But on the other side of the spectrum, I'm foreseeing people who immediately say, well, I can't do that because I would beat myself up. And sometimes when people say that, I'm kind of like, well, beating yourself up isn't the worst thing that could happen to you. Maybe you should beat yourself up a little more. But uh, I'm foreseeing some people say that they would immediately sink into self-condemnation. So how do you recommend that people avoid those two extremes, those two poles in the spiritual life, which are very poisonous for your spiritual life? Well, we talked a little bit about the self-reliance already in understanding that God is intimately involved with the entire process and it's a cooperation with him that would not be possible without his grace. 
On the other hand, the self-condemnation, I think first we need to recognize, okay, so you're already aware that this is a dynamic. Okay, well then conquer it. <laughs> I mean, yes. you, when you know going in that, oh, I tend toward self-condemnation, well, then you obviously know what self-condemnation is. When you see that starting to arise, okay, identify it, call it out, conquer it. What is the better way of going forward? And so just think, what what is self-condemnation and why is it not a good thing? Well, at least part of the answer is it's not a good thing because the focus is on self and not upon God. So God reveals our sins. He reveals our sinfulness in order that we can identify it, reject it, and turn toward him. And so there does need to be that moment if I'm given to self-condemnation where I allow the glory of God to break into my prayer. And he will bring that movement to a good place. When we identify our weaknesses and our sins, then we allow the glory of God to cast its light upon the whole affair and elevate it up to his realm. Wonderful. I love it. So, Father, as we are wrapping up this episode, do you have any closing thoughts for our staff on this theme, Conquer Yourself? Well, I just think that by adopting that as a principle in our daily life, what we will find is that we will unleash within our life and within our apostolate a tremendous amount of grace, which is a wonderful thing. And that we will be able to give ourselves over to conquering ourselves to the extent that we have confidence in God. So have confidence in God, in his work, in what he's doing, in his plan for your life. And it will make that process of conquering self, dare I say, even enjoyable. Well, I'm excited about this. I'm hoping to encourage our staff and students to conquer themselves this year. And it's such a great theme for the beginning of a new school year. So filled with hope and uh, promise. So everybody conquer yourselves and we'll see you in our next episode. Thanks for listening.